we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Information is free. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my god. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of The Criticast. The name is Larry, and it's just a pleasure being with you for yet another episode after, well, some drama. It's not been a lot of drama, just some drama. Just uh, some thoughts right now with what's happening in Cape Town, where a large storm has claimed eight people. So... Thoughts with the, with the people of Cape Town. This is news that's coming in just this Wednesday. And yeah, our thoughts with them. But on this week's show, I'll be reading a story on domestic violence from uh, a woman who shared her story online. And also, I will talk to you about how your ego is getting in the way of your relationship. That's in the final segment. But first of all, um, what happened? The Highlanders were fined for the, the fracas. Remember, they, their match had to be abandoned uh, because of you know, all sorts of weird stuff that they were doing and the the player um not the players, the the fans were interfering with the progression of the match. So they've gotten a fine and uh they forfeited the match. So that match has gone to the Animus Football Club. So Jalava's got a new look. Yeah. He's he's dressing up in ties and stuff. a new um what you call it picture came out and there's controversy around it. People are like, Oh, why do you want to change him from what he is? People should be coming over to his side and his culture. And there's another new management, a man by the name of Benjamin Nyandoro. If you, if you know, he's, uh, he's associated with Jive Zimbabwe and that sort of thing. So maybe the new look is part of like getting him a new audience and that sort of thing. I don't know. Actually, going back to football, did you see that story in which uh, the Zimbabwe Football Association manager, uh, national team manager, went into Mpandare, pretty much accused, uh, you know, the legendary Peter Lover. This is a guy, you know. In fact, you know what? It's something that actually pisses me off when I think about it. He accused Peter Lover of not allowing players, in this, this instance, Karma uh, Billiard, to travel to Zimbabwe to play for Zimbabwe. Now, if you, if you were around when Peter Lover was the captain of Zimbabwe, he would get on a plane on a Saturday night from the United Kingdom after playing a football match to come to Zimbabwe and then score the winner on the next day, Sunday afternoon, playing from 3 p.m., playing the whole, have a blinder, become manager man of the match. You know, this is a guy who sacrificed himself that much and to accuse him of not being committed to the cause. It's just so weird. So Peter Love, by the way, is the manager of um, Mamelodi Sundowns at the moment. And, uh, yeah, it come a billion pays for them. And uh, Zifa's man, Wellington Pandare, came and accused Peter Lovu of not playing, you know, cool when he came to the Warriors' cause. Oh, Pilek, idiot. Uh, Josh Ainsley, if you're in South Africa, vote for him. is on the uh, Voice South Africa. And, yeah, he's out in the top eight. He's trying to survive this week. And uh, also, oh, the Shoko, the theme for Shoko Festival this year is Utopia. So that's the theme that was created. And then finally, there was a video. Go online on 3mob.com and look for it. There's a Brazilian baby who tried to walk moments after she was born. 
Like, she had no time for it. She was like, nah, fam. What? Why did she lie down, get cleaned, chill for a couple of months, and then and then crawl? Okay? And after crawling, then finally get allowed to stand, and then finally walk? Nah, fam. Ain't nobody got time for that. So if my voice is whizzing a bit, it's because I'm getting a cold. Yeah, I just needed to come and be gone. I think that just needs to be done. In the second segment, I said I would read a domestic violence experience from a uh, financing ex- and operations executive based in the Netherlands. That is Tafazo Shiganga. Let me just read her story exactly as she wrote it. Yesterday, Larry Quirarai noted that it was difficult for some people to understand why domestic violence victims find it hard to leave their abuser. I hope my story will shed some light. He was 25 and I was 22 and we were so in love. He was my best friend. We did everything together. Everyone around us knew us and most were envious of our love. We had been engaged for six months when the beating started, totally unexpected and out of the blue. For those who don't know me, I am no timid girl. No, am I dependent. So when it happened the first time, we broke up. I had this. No one was going to treat me like that and get away with it. But the truth was that I was in shock. It became clear as months went by that I could not reconcile how this was happening. It seemed, too, he was struggling with it. We eventually talked and resolved to get back together. He cried so much when we talked. He had seen his dad do this to his mum and had uh, vowed never be that man. What was happening? He was my love, my best friend. How could I just leave? We could help each other through. Oftentimes he would uh, stop abruptly after realizing what he w- that he was beating me up, then turn the heat on himself as if to chasten himself for it. I would stop him, and he would plead for forgiveness and weep. Oftentimes we'd weep together. Talking about it was hard because nobody seemed to understand. Mostly people would want to ridicule him, shame him, and, well, tell him to tell me to leave. They do not understand that I still loved him, that there were also all these awesome things we did, we did other than fight, that he needed help, that we were working through it. There weren't enough people telling me the truth that yes, he needed help, and where he could get it, that they would stick by me no matter my decision, that the door was open even if ever I wanted to chat. There were less people who left, who left me to decide, with no pressure. There was but one, though, who would give me what I needed when I needed it. And when I was ready, I went to her office and asked her if I could move in. I had my own place, But at this point, I desperately needed someone to take care of me. With her, my stories are not juicy gossip, nor were my emotions unreasonable. I was free to be, make mistakes, and grow. I often blame myself because sometimes I pushed him too far. Most times, though, 
I just could not understand how my charming prince turned into a monstrous beast every now and again. After the last time, I gathered, gathered the guts and went to report the case to the police. I thought this way he could get help. Someone would do something. They did not believe me, nor did they take my report. Instead, they asked me to call the guy, and they would resol resolve the case. When he arrived, they laughed at me and said that he was the one who should have come to report because he had, vis because he had visible signs of attack. He had some scratches on his face from the time I was trying to stop him from choking me. I had bumps on my head from his banging my head and, uh, on the tarred road. But those weren't invisible. They were under my hair. Or rather, they were, those weren't visible. They were under my hair. It took over two months for the swelling to subside. No report was ever recorded. Domestic abuse causes psychological trauma that I, I personally can never explain to anyone. Matter of fact, I don't think that if I ever explain, someone who hasn't gone through it will understand. Instead of trying to understand uh, why they are not leaving, if, not, if you know someone who's being abused, this is what you need to do. Stop telling them to leave. Honestly, it really does not help. Believe it or not, their brain still works. They have a different point of view from you. Spend time with them. Not as a spying or as uh, as a spy, trying to find out what is happening, but as someone who really cares. Unfortunately, people tend to isolate you instead. Respect their story and their privacy. The story is not your latest gossip, nor their loved one walking uh, the devil. Uh, this stuff is real. Let there be no shame, no judgment, none. And finally. Listen. Just listen with every fiber of your being. Stop talking. If, uh, if after reading, reading this you still don't get it, it's alright. Like I said, you may never get it. Just try to be the five things above. That will be enough. It's almost ten years now and I've grown. I've become and yet I continue to heal. It's the final segment of the Quiddicast. The name is Larry. And uh, now we're talking about how an ego can kill relationships. There are signs that your ego is, uh, is deleting your relationship, essentially. Now, first of all, we must differentiate between self-esteem and ego. Men with big egos are often insecure and try to cover up with insecurities with overcompensation, for example. Uh, the big ego, people lack confidence and self-love. And on the other hand, self-esteem is confidence in one's ability, knowing their shortcomings and loving themselves. So here are a couple of signs. Someone who's got a, a, a low self-esteem, a big ego, is always talking about themselves all the time. Okay, you probably know a couple of people like that. You know, the, 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 the big ego person needs to keep convincing themselves of their greatness. They need to be. They, they struggle to to, to 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 be just be okay. So they always have to be in your face and say, "I am the greatest. I am going to be this," you know. And uh, to, and also sometimes in in the relationship, 
they do most of the talking and they share. Uh, they, uh, they hijack your topics. Uh, they answer questions on your behalf in social occasions. So they're, they, they, they're scared of, of, of what you call this, of uh, ruining um, the, the impression that they have or other people have of them. And uh, a person who's got an ego problem also tries to protect themselves before everyone else. Even if it means protecting themselves from being bru bruised by you. So they often run away at any signs of conflict and are built evidence to uh, justify actions if it means hurting you in the process. Uh, they won't take your advice. You know, you give them advice, they're like, oh, no, no, I, I'm okay. You know, <laughs> they, they, they probably in their head say, oh, God, shut up. And they also compare relationships. So they're sitting there comparing relationships that you have with them to others. Uh, you know, outside circumstances instead uh, define the relationships instead of internal love. They're always looking at what somebody else has achieved and so forth. So if you find yourself doing that, you might want to have to change, change uh, yourself. Then uh, an ego decides what is worth someone's time or not. So they don't stay in the moment. They're impatient and don't really take time to connect with others. Uh, and he, he just wants to be with you for the boost, really. He, he knows he's not for you. Yet he'll keep you around because you, 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 you want to give, you give him that ego boost. Okay, so that, that's the sort of thing. They, they, they tend to just want to just be there because you make them feel good about themselves. Then excessive criticism. Okay, oh, that's your fault. And tell, telling you where you're wrong. There are no constructive criticism. It's just... Ah, uh, no. And then finally, I know it's a little bit more than six. Uh, the ego is the most important in somebody's life. And, and if they keep bringing up the ex you're still friends with and ask you where, where you are, if you're out uh, past a certain time, well, they have, there's a problem. You know what I mean? Uh, the self-esteem issues, uh, right? Remember, we, we talked about the difference between self-esteem and ego. Self-esteem issues will result in you just not trusting other people. And like I said in some of those parts, that the person with the ego does not believe that they deserve to be where they are. So more often than not, they need, still keep needing that conviction, that boost and that sort of thing. So I'm hoping this can help you realize if, you say, if you're that person in that relationship and you want to keep the relationship with the person, then you have to make the requisite changes to be able to move forward. If you see that in your other partner, have the conversation with them. Because one of the other side, if you saw a lot of the things, uh, people with bad egos are poor communicators. And if you want to help the person, go ahead. But if not, it might be just time to reconsider uh, the options in as your relationship is concerned. And with, I say thank, with that, I say thank you very much for joining me. Take care of yourself, the people that you love. Um, the, uh, just to remind you of, uh, where, of how to get in touch with me on Twitter at Kwiri on um, email, uh, info at larryquiddyu.com. Quiddyu's got a Y-I at the end. And on, uh, yeah, on any social platform, it's just larryquiddyu. And uh, catch the Quiddycast uh, on, on uh, I was going to say on Twitter, on iono.fm. Just look for Quiddycast, K-W-I-R-I-C-A-S-T. Just look for it. And you'll be able to to, um, to listen to, good to go to, to the, what do you call it, um, uh, just search for that and then get the RSS feed and load it into whatever device that you, that you use. Go on to iTunes and look for QueryCast and load it onto, or subscribe rather, 
and then go to One Radio News. We're also part of that community. You can listen to us from there. And then uh, what else? Uh, uh, catch me on ZFM Stereo every every Sunday, Monday and Wednesday between quarter past seven and uh, 20 past seven. I host a quiz show. And then also on the same station between uh, quarter past, uh, or rather between 8.30 and 9 p.m. on Tuesday on Health Matters, and between 7.30 and 8.30 on Wednesdays on uh, Media Platform, and between uh, 8.30 and 9 p.m. on um, a different program called uh, The Culture Talk. <laughs> I'm talking too much. My voice is about to disappear. But, uh, you know, I leave you with the words of Oar Tambo, who said, Always tell the truth, even if it coincides with the accusations of your enemies. It's been Larry. It's been the Criticast. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, baby, you want to go out?